Well, all right. Hello and welcome back to Scare Reality, the podcast where we select a location from anywhere in the world and look into its history. We learn about its past, its current, present, and most importantly, why it's believed to be haunted by paranormal enthusiasts around the world. I'm your host, D. Ferris, and today's location is going to be 30 miles outside of NYC in a Long Island town called Amityville. Today's episode is the true story of the Amityville Horror House. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are aware of the nonfiction books or the Hollywood franchise about the Amityville hauntings. While it makes for a good source of entertainment, let's dig deeper into the story behind it all. On November 13, 1974, a mass murder took place. A 23-year-old male murdered his entire family including his parents and four siblings while they were asleep. His siblings were 18, 13, 12, and 9. His weapon was a 35 caliber Marlin rifle. He entered an insanity plea, stating that there were malevolent voices in his head and he had no control over his behavior. In other words, possessed, so to speak. Now, whether the house was already haunted before all this is a mystery, but a little history about the young man, Ronald DeFeo Jr. His father was allegedly very abusive and his mother was very passive. This led him to grow up and have a substance abuse as an adult. He even allegedly threatened his father with a gun before at one point. Nonetheless, they allowed him to live at home And at the age of 23, they still gave him a weekly allowance because they thought it would help. He barely ever held a job. So on this night, at around 3.15 a.m., authorities found all six family members dead in their beds. They had all been shot with a rifle. No signs of a struggle and no sign of being drugged. When they questioned him, he changed his alibi several times. He went from claiming he was at a bar during the time of the murders to going as far as saying a mob hitman named Louis Fellini killed his family and forced him to watch. So, you know, he made, he changed his story up so much and he eventually confessed to killing his family and went on trial on October 14th, 1975. Now, although he pleaded insanity, prosecution argued that he was just a mere drug addict who was well aware of what he did that night. He was convicted on six counts of second degree murder and sentenced to six concurrent sentences of 25 years to life. All right. Now that is just the backstory of what went on in the house initially. That's just the beginning. What happens next is where the popular Amityville horrors start to get their paranormal mystique. This is where the legend sets in. So on December of 1975, the Lutz family moved into the house. They had purchased it for around $80,000. And at 4,000 square feet, the house was considered a steal for them. It was everything they could have possibly wanted, you know, but not quite, I guess you could say. They reported that There was green slime oozing from the walls, the feeling of being watched from outside, foul distinct odors. There was even a story that the wife was levitating from the bed. Um, The thing I found most interesting, the husband claimed to have 
Woken up at exactly 3.15 a.m. every night, no matter what time he laid down for bed. The exact same time and death of the DeFeo murders. So all of these things happened in that house. And apparently it was so bad that the family moved out after staying there all of just 28 days. Pretty crazy stuff. But there's even more to the story. A further look into the father, George Lutz. It was reported that he was a paranormal enthusiast or curious about it of some sort. It was said that he would try to summon spirits. It was also said that he was more interested in selling a story to the media because of financial reasons like being in debt and figured he could make a buck off of it. It was a murder home after all, you know. Real murders took place there, and so his story came across as believable. His stepson went on to say that the events in the house definitely really did happen, but that his stepdad wildly exaggerated the events. Some have went on to speculate that it was all just a hoax. Since then, the only significant thing to happen at that house was buying and selling of the property and price fluctuations. After the Lutz family moved, I mean, or left, it went into foreclosure and was bought by the Cromarty family in 1977. They sold it a decade later and they reported nothing out of the ordinary ever happening there. Another family bought it and sold it off over time as well. And again, no more paranormal stories or any ghostly sightings, apparitions, or nothing. And as of 2017, the most recent sale of the house was for $605,000. As for the New Jersey home used for the film, it was placed on the market for $1.45 million and dropped to just over $1.3 million. So there you go. There's the story of the Amityville Horror House. To this day, diehard fans and paranormal enthusiasts still try to snap pics of the property, hoping to capture something out of the norm. So was it a hoax? True hauntings? What do you think? Real murders did happen at the house, but the rest is kind of up to speculation. And, you know, some of it kind of, I don't know, just my opinion, I say a little bit far-fetched, but, you know, I've never been there, so I can't um, tell you what to think. So uh, some people speculate it to be a hoax. Some think it's real. So that's up for you to decide. And uh, that's the podcast for today. So if you like that, be sure to tune in to my other episodes and stay tuned for more episodes in the future where I'll be looking into places all around the country and the world and reporting back my findings to you all. This is the Ferris and Scary Reality. Until next time. <laughs>